Today's podcast is going to be a little bit special. Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. Hello and welcome to another Arrow Bandwidth. Hi and welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. Hi and welcome to this special Arrow Bandwidth, day one from Infosec. And as per usual, I'm joined by my counterpart in crime, Mr. Richard Holmes. Ah, the Markham to your wiser. An old friend of the show back. I've, I've still got Rich, uh, Rich to my left. Best of the old. Can't get rid of him. <laughs> no, no. But we're actually going to have some guests. Come on. We are very, very lucky to be uh, in the presence of someone who really is trying to innovate and, and cut through um, the confusion and the chaos of, of big data specifically. Um, Chris from Now. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you very welcome. much. Hey, uh, not a problem. David, it's so exciting to be here. So, my name's Lucy Bramley, and I lead the cloud advisory team. Mr. Andrew McLean from Compare the Cloud, which I'm going to be honest, if we're comparing clouds, he's got to be the man to know about. We're very, very lucky to have him, all the way from sunny Dublin, Mr. Lorcan Murphy. Welcome. Thank you very much. This is the first time I've ever heard Dublin being called Sunny. One of our uh, one of our favourites back. One of our uh, one of our popular podcasts on the Software Defined Workplace. Mr. Paul Vaughan is, is back in the room. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. <laughs> and I'm smiling. <laughs> James, nice Hello. to meet you, James. How are you doing? So, James, hi. for the for the purpose of um, everyone listening, yep. please introduce yourself. Okay. Um, hi, my name's James Hannum. I am the director and co-owner of LearnMaker. Our next guest who has stood and manned our arrow stand for the whole two days. Uh, it's uh, Mr. Andrew Bickley. Andrew, welcome to the show. And uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself. So, guys, uh, thanks very much for the, for the invitation. And I, and I must say, you guys look really intelligent in, re- in real life. A lot of the time I see your, <laughs> your images and your photographs. So you really do, you do look intelligent. So, yeah, let me introduce myself. Um, How much you know, I, I have the responsibility to... Uh, to manage the IoT business for Arrow Electronics in Europe and uh, the connectivity business. Part of the part of the reason we're here is to get the, the brand identity up of Arrow yeah. in terms of, you know, um, being a, a core IoT technology provider. And you would be amazed at how many people have dropped by the booth and said, really, are you Arrow? Are you in IoT? So there's a long <laughs> way to go to educate some of the engineers out yeah. there. But, you know, any engineers this goes out to, please drop by, see us, call us. Oh, gotcha. We're an IoT company. Absolutely. And that's the, I think that's one of the most interesting messages from my perspective. So this episode is all about where is the business value in IoT? And as always, this is a podcast that's aimed at the channel. It's aimed at the guys who've actually got to go and sell this at the coalface. Mm-hmm. And what I want to be able to give the channel for the end of this episode is the ability, is, is a whole bunch of things they can go and say, Mr. Customer, this is why you should invest in IoT. This is why it's going to help your business. And, uh, and essentially, this is, what's, this is what it's all about. This is the point. So, everyone gets hung up on, well, big data is you know, massive you know, terabytes of data. It doesn't need to be terabytes of data. Yeah. It really is what you do with it and actually how you analyze it. And the truth is, hit the nail on the head it's not about you know having lots of data it's about actually putting it to work so don't get me wrong I think you're absolutely right a lot of rain fell a lot of water came along Uh, there was a million pound overtime bill sadly a couple of people lost their lives and I just thought all of this was stoppable surely we can be smarter than in our information driven age 
can't we use the weather forecast, current saturation points, to understand where weather's going to impact a road yeah. and then say, close the road, stop people going there. Yeah. And if you do that, you don't need to rescue anyone. You do that, you don't save a hell of a lot of money. You save a huge amount of money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and the person doesn't have their car written off. They don't have a chance of losing their life. Um, and everyone carries along, yes, with a little bit of pain because of reroutes, but yeah. you don't waste money. And, and today we had a brilliant session with Mr. Letwin in that he said he would help us unblock the reasons why organisations need to do this. And it comes down to a really simple thing. If you give someone a predictive, proactive bit of information, at the moment they often just sit in it and go, well, that's really interesting. And then they see the situation that you predicted actually occur. Go, oh wow, they were right. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think they call that hitting the fan. Um, <laughs> That's the polite way. Of it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> we avoided that one. Uh, so what you actually want to do is you actually want to create what's called a new operational procedure to say that when something has happened based on the prediction, mm-hmm. you're going to invoke this new way of doing it. The new way is a lot cheaper than the old way, and the gap in between is your business case. That business case pays for your technology, your business transformation, your data storage, your ongoing nurturing and data management. The other thing that it does is now because you're in a, in a, I'm now in improvement mode, and because you bank the improvement from your first year, you're going to want a similar improvement next year. So yeah. do you know what you actually start? Six Sigma, Lean, all these great 80s buzzwords. <laughs> They're all coming back. Um, along with I'm the getting haircuts. a cold sweat here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the perma be back as well. So yeah, don't, don't with a bit of luck. <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, neither does David. So no. right. <laughs> we are going to start off today with a little bit of a quiz. Mm. A quiz on name that acronym. I'll take box three. Please. Can't tell you how long I've been trying to use this. Eyes itching, itching. The model, the pedagogy, the way that teachers actually teach. If you do the kind of traditional way of they get them in, sit them down, get them into a computer room, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. seven yeah. to ten minutes, you know, you've got to wait that. But if we then look at the more complicated sort of solution is changing the mindset of teachers and changing the way they actually teach and their approach to technology. So most teachers will that we've worked with and leaders that we've worked with will see Windows as a discrete thing, Mac as a discrete thing, Chromebook as a discrete thing, iPad as a discrete thing, all these discrete things. But actually, they all can blend together. So looking at the way that you can do blended learning and you can do flipped classrooms, so basically what you do in that scenario where you're trying to get them in to deliver the lesson, you can actually deliver the lesson outside. So you deliver all the easy bits outside, the colouring in exercises, that kind of thing. You deliver that outside the classroom. And all you do inside the classroom is deliver the complicated bits. But you use technology to do that. So get the students, for example, instead of using a laptop that they have to sign into or a desktop they sign into, using virtual you know, virtual machines or using um, Google Classroom or something along those lines mm-hmm. where they can access the resources outside on any device. Yeah. So again, it's very particular. You know, staff will go, oh, they need to access it on blah, blah, blah. Well, if you've got a mobile phone, any mobile phone now that's a smartphone, you'll be able to access pretty much any type of app or dock mm-hmm. on there. You know, so it's those kind of things. So it's not only the actual equipment, but it's the, that mind share, that kind of I'm, change in their approach in their heads. I'm smirking because I've got I've got two little girls in in primary education, and yeah, um, the elder one uh, yeah, part of homework is mathematics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's her tablet, my tablet, the the family laptop. Yeah, as long as she's got access to a browser, 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? She can do that element of homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's done. And, yeah, God, yeah. When I go back to school, when I go, go in for parents' evening and I think of you know, my time at school, you know, technology is not just in the ICT suite anymore. Yeah. We're, getting and we're already getting heckled. We are. We're getting heckled. You know, this is the thing. Hi, David. I'm uh, David Willey. I'm the business sector manager for the Software Defined Data Centre. Awesome. In Arrow, obviously. Within Arrow. Fantastic. So, Software Defined Data Centre, InfoSec, what's the link? So, it's been a while since I've been to InfoSec. I, I came from a security background from a, a year gone past, um, but this year with VMware's NSX product and its integration with, te- with security technologies such as Trend Micro, it gave me a great opportunity to come in and see what's changed. Perfect, perfect. So what are the sort of latest developments in the software-defined arena around security? I mean, what are we seeing? Are we seeing a lot of adoption? Are we seeing it being taken up by our partners? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the micro-segmentation is one of the, the key reasons why customers are looking at VMware and SX. So, you know, we've gone to market um, thus far with Trend Micro, but are looking at links into the likes of Intel security as well. Yeah, awesome. Rich, thank you again. No, thank you. Very much so. And uh, as per normal, our producer today has been Hannah Jenny. Uh, I'm David Fern. And you've just uh, spent another half an hour listening to, hopefully, one of the best podcasts you'll have ever listened to. 